Yo, what's good with you? It's Nia Queen, and we are back for another episode. I got my guy, the man, the myth, the legend. Chef Frijoles, Chef Beans. <laughs> they call me Frijoles on the east side sometimes. I'm learning my Spanish. Como te llama? Yo tengo okay. hambre. <laughs> east side stuff. You've been go- living in Cali, you learning that Spanish, huh? Learning that Spanish and probably eating more tacos than I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> No, seriously, I've never eaten this many tacos. I remember <laughs> being younger and my dad used to always tell me, like, Nia, you need to learn Spanish. You're going to make way more money if you know Spanish. So I used to be like, I ain't learning no Spanish. Like, this is America. I'm not. Now I'm like, dang, I should learn Spanish. Yeah, that Because all jobs are like, oh, we'll give you $3,000 more, $5,000 more if you're, if you're bilingual. So, Pull yeah. up like, Soto Jugante. <laughs> <laughs> Do I know Spanish? See, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we we're we're back for another episode. And what's been going on this week with you? Uh, with me in this week and all other expressions, what I can say is that I'm very proud of myself, and I'm proud of myself because it's like skin glowing. You feel me? What I'm saying, like. My email looking a little different. Mm-hmm. Business is a little more different because sometimes, right, a lot of times, let's say you have an idea. Mm-hmm. You tell it to your peers, your friends. And first, some people are like, oh, yo, that's what's up. Other people are like, oh, I don't know. And people see you regardless if they acknowledge it. They act like they don't see. They're like, oh, you did move to Cali. Oh, yeah, you did start that. But now it's just like things are just growing at such a rapid pace that it's just like, it's just interesting how people are receiving me, but at the same time, I'm grateful because I know being rewarded for my resilience. I'm being rewarded for the things that I've endured, and it's just great to be fully ten toes in that season and to just watch how people are responding because some people are responding with support. Other people are responding with, in a, like, unacknowledged disbelief. Mm. People mm. be in competition with you and you don't even know. It's like, yo, why are you in... Know. In com- like, I'm not in competition with anyone. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to be great. But sometimes people be in competition with you, and sometimes you don't know till you feel like a random, like, punch on you. Yo, what the, what the heck was that? <laughs> I thought we you? were cool. <laughs> From you? Yeah. But I'm great. I'm blessed. How you feeling? I am feeling, mm, I'm not going to lie and say I feel good, but I feel content. I feel content. Um, I forgot to talk about in my la- in the last episode that I went to my homecoming. Oh yeah, and no, you know been, I was thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't know why I forgot to talk about that, but you yes. guys are the pirates, right? Yes, we are the pirates. Hampton, Hampton pirates. pirates, the real HU. Don't let nobody tell you nothing else, okay? There we go, the HBCU banter. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, it's been five years since I graduated college, and I had so much fun. It's just like being back at home. Like when you go back home and just like everything makes sense and you see all the old spots you used to be at and where you used to get picked up at the back gate. My Hampton people know what that means. Hey, um, you. <laughs> you see the old flings? See the old flings? Like, oh, you got like, you got three kids now. Okay, <laughs> I'm mad. I ain't mad at yeah, you. Yeah, some people looking very different from when they were at Hampton and that's all I'll say about that. 
But and I'm sure some people were flourishing, you know, like skin. Yeah, no, all that. a lot of people were flourishing. Like y'all went I can, viral. Like it was a yeah, lot of Hampton. The women that, at Hampton, like, have always been beautiful. But it's just like even with time, everybody looks even more beautiful, and just everybody skin glowing, hair flourishing, outfits was on check. Like it was just like wow. Like I'm really back at home. Like I feel like Hampton really helped me reach my full potential. Were you, um, I guess, uh, people, <laughs> were you sending out the Mike Jones song to people back then, didn't want me, now I'm hot, they all on me? Were oh, you no, they out? wanted me. They wanted me in college. Back then, too? Talk they wanted me, me too. <laughs> back then, you wanted me, yeah, now, now you, you want me even more. <laughs> talk heavy. That's that LCSW see. talking to you right there. That's the LCSW yeah, talking like, to I'm you. I'm not going to lie. They wanted me then, too. Okay, okay. But they want me still to this day. But, no, nah, it, it looked you know? <laughs> No, nah, for real, though, Hampton Homecoming did look private. Yeah. I don't was... think I've ever been to Hampton Homecoming. I've been to Howard's. I've been to a couple. But I think it's interesting, like, that HBCU, like, rivalry, rivalry that y'all be so having. Serious. So like, serious. Like, no games. No games. But I had such a good time. And I was reminded that I graduated five years ago because I'm like, I cannot recover like how we used to. Oh, yes. I used to just be drinking on a Thursday night, thirsty no, Thursdays, and go to class at 8 a.m. on Friday. But not how even just on Thursday. Sometimes if it was a random Tuesday, ah, whatever. Right, Tuckles Tuesday. Like, how was I doing that and not waking up with the worst hangover ever? I don't know. That was just youth, I guess. Right. But now, yeah, we, we getting up there. And uh, my body does not uh, recover as fast because right. when I came back, me and my roommate, we just wanted to sleep. Like, we just wanted to sleep all sleep for day days. for that whole week. Really, we felt sluggish. And I was like, dang, we really went hard, didn't we? Like, right. But, um, yeah, I love being at my home by the sea. I love everything about Hampton and just what it did for me as far as my self-esteem, as far as my career. That's where I realized what I wanted to do. Right. Um, Delta, everything, like, everything. I love everything about Hampton. It's just always good to see your peoples, like, the, your peoples that used to be with every single day, that used to live in the same dorm as them. Right. And just, I was very appreciative. And, like, when I was at, when I was at Hampton, I didn't really like understand the significance of homecoming because it's just like, oh, it's party, party, party. But right, it was like another weekend, y'all, because like the following week, y'all had classes. Exactly, yeah. exactly. We didn't get it, but now that we're alumni, it's like, dang, like family. That's what you feel is immediately um, when you get there. I got to see some of my old teachers, and yeah, I had a great time, and you know, the fits was looking good and everybody <laughs> loved my red hair because now i got red hair y'all so i had to fit you know i had to I had, to I had to come up with something different because i'm like y'all used to seeing me with the weave and stuff but not the red hair right, i had to this, come uh, different let me show you switch up the aesthetic for y'all a little bit exactly exactly and um yeah i had a great time i had a great time i'm i'm i kind of miss living on the east coast a little bit a little bit you know what in my my experience like I love the East Coast. I'm from the East Coast, from Jersey, right? Mm -hmm. But it's every time I go home, or a lot of times when I go home, it's kind of like, yo, this is cool. This is familiar. But I'm also reminded of why I left. Mm, and when okay. I say that is because sometimes people still having the same conversations. 
sometimes you trying to like explain to them what you actually really doing out west, and they're like, well, I mean, all right, I say, oh, good, but why you ain't working with Tyler Perry yet? It's like, bro, like that shit ain't just something you just right. You don't just start off walk at the top. into. Yeah. So it's interesting, and I think the most thing I missed about home, the East Coast, is the food. But outside of that, I feel like. Uh, my goal and my aspirations have always been to be uh, like autonomous to move however I want to move and I'm cool with just going home but like passing through Mm. yeah I think since I'm from Cali I have a different perspective because I just enjoy because I flew into DC right so I was like in Arlington and stuff and Tyson's Corner and I just love the openness of everything. Yeah. Like when you have a house out there, you have a house, you have land, you have trees. Right. Like a house in Cali, in LA or Inglewood. For one story. Right. Freaking two A million bedroom. dollars to live in Lamert Park. Like I love Lamert Park, but a million dollars for a house there? No. When I could go to Maryland and get a million dollar house and have acres around. Right, you know, with with uh, upstairs and a basement, and you know what I'm saying, and, like and a portrait in a pear tree, right? Whatever they say in the, Christ, in the Christmas song, <laughs> three double doves, four, four everything, all of, that. all of that, all of in a pear tree. But yeah, I'm thinking about maybe when I get older and have a family moving out back that way because I just want my kids to, you know, grow up differently than me. Right. So that's yeah, under- I, that's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I might move back when I get a little older. So I started working remote, right? Mm-hmm. And man, I'm understanding taxes a lot more. Like for as far as like California taxes. Oh, you talking about that income tax that they take out oh, your check? I almost I almost I almost <laughs> cried. And and the more you make, the more taxes they take out. Yo, listen, I started crying. <laughs> I was like, excuse me, this is not what we agreed to. I call, I reached out to HR and everything. Like, um, so I'm noticing on my pay stub, like, just break down these numbers to me because um, you thought somebody stole yo, something. Like, yo, did y'all put in something wrong in y'all system or something? So, boom, called my mentor and he broke it down to me. He was like, yo, is a difference between basically being an employee and an employer. Cause I was like, yo, like, why would you move to California? The taxes are so high. Mm-hmm. And he was just saying, like, a lot of people more so move to Cali for, like, the business aspect of it because a lot of things you can write off on your taxes. So that's right. kind of how you get, like, your lick back. Mm-hmm. Income tax, you're going to get taxed regardless. No way to avoid it. Right. But people kind of get that back, kind of like having a business, being able to write that off as, like, a business expense or a business outfit or different things like that. So when I'm saying I'm learning taxes in this new season is because it's, like, Okay, uh yes, that dinner, that that was a business dinner. <laughs> oh, that, oh that that shirt that I bought, yes, that was a business outfit. Mm-hmm. Yes, and at at these social events that I go to. Right. So it's just interesting to promote your business. A, yeah. a, adulting, just adulting, this ongoing lessons in adulting that we learn whenever we learn them. Right. I feel like a lot of things should have been taught earlier whether that was credit, right. all shit like that that I'm learning like now like god damn, if I would have known this when I was 18, who knows, but Live and we go on. Yes, sir. And it's been a lot of stuff going on in the media this week that I wanted to talk about. Hmm, um, you had mentioned it in the last episode a little bit about this Drake and Twenty One Savage uh project. I was listening. Her loss. I was listening to it on on the way out here. And I'm like, oh, hey, it's some issue on here, man. There was, was it's, like, it's it's a lot of things that 
Did Ooh. you listen to the whole album or well, just one well, song? Well, let's back up. I haven't listened to it. You haven't listened to what? I haven't listened to the project. Anything? Oh, no. Okay. And and that's because of all the things that was in the media yesterday. I'm just like, mm, like Drake, why are you doing this? Why are you do- like? What what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, and I haven't listened to a lot of Drake's projects recently because I don't know. I just I'll be on a different type of vibe. Okay. And I'm sure that it hits for the parties. You know what I'm saying? For the clubs. I'm sure that it's smacking like, you know, obviously he's a great artist. But the first thing that I saw after that dropped was the lyric or bar or line about a stallion lying about getting shot. And I was just like, what does this have to do with you? One. Right. Why why are we talking about this? And in the same week when we lose somebody to gun violence, a rapper, we're also making fun of a female rapper who allegedly, because, you know, everybody doesn't believe that she got shot, but we'll just say allegedly was shot by Tory Lanez. And it's just, I don't understand. I feel like I have yet to meet a male that believes Meg the Stallion. It's like it's like we get divided on that. All the women believe Meg, and then all the men are like, uh, no, I don't believe that. I'm like, well, why not? I, I just don't think Tori would do that. I just don't, what? Like, do you know him? Like, right. I'm confused. Like, oh, no, but I'm st- I, still, I still fuck with Tori and his music, blah, 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 blah. I'm thinking, so are are we basing this off of how you feel or are we basing it off of facts? Like what's going on? Um, I mean, I know you said you had a, a, a different perspective on this. Oh, we were talking about a little bit. So here's my thing with the whole Meg and Tory situation. I try not to involve myself in like industry entertainment shit because mm-hmm. again, like I never know if somebody trying to sell me something and I just don't know these niggas. Like right. people put these celebrities on pedestals as if like they are the music that they sing about or they are the a reflection of the organizations that they donate to mm-hmm. or whatever. I just kind of keep everything at face value. If I enjoy a song from a person, cool, but I'm not necessarily letting that be a reflection of their integrity. When I think about the Meg and Tory situation, I've honestly been approaching it from a very neutral stance because we don't know until the truth Reveals and presents itself. But what I would say this, I know when it first happened, like there was a lot of energy as soon as like it came out, Tory Lanez allegedly shot Magna Stallion, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like damn near the whole world jumped on Tory before information came out. It was people who say, yo, he should be burned. He should be buried under this, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. But no one knew the truth. Knows, still doesn't know the truth at that point. And I didn't think that was okay because there, there's always a lot of different situations. Nor do I think it's okay for people to say Meg is lying. Right. I don't think either side is okay because mm-hmm. no one knows the truth yet. I think their court date or their trial was pushed to like the end of this month or next month. Yeah, December. But to me, I just think like if you're going to champion one side, you also got to at least hear out the other side. Like I, I don't think if you could say, cool, I'm Team Tory because I listen to his music and I don't think he would do that, then you got this world fucked up. Because people make music about a lot of things that, or if you like, I'm Team Meg because she's a woman and I'm a feminist and I'm all about womanhood. Well, that's one approach, but let's not act like there aren't women out here lying as well. 
Lying yeah, they are. Yeah, you know what That's I mean. True. So like when I think about this situation and when I think about all of that, I just think we should truly and honestly give both of them grace until the truth reveals itself. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's like that's my approach. Like, I'm not saying I'm Team Tory. I don't know that nigga. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm Team Mech. I don't know her. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know because I even when I think about like both like what was reported. First, Meg told the cops that it was glass. Right. Right, because she said she was trying to protect court, um, Tori, Tori because of yes. the cops, whatever like that. Then she went and said, like, no, like, he definitely shot me. Mm-hmm. Then you got Tori who's saying, I definitely didn't because and here's the evidence. Here's what was going on with her friend, everything like that. But, so it's just so much shit just thrown into a pot to where now it's kind of like, okay, well, if, we, if you want to even be invested in that as a people, let's see what comes out when court actually happens. But as far as every, as far as the Drake line, I mean everything like that. I listened to the song, and I was just like, I don't know. I'm I'm just like in a space where maybe because I'm not Meg, I wasn't like 100 percent like impacted by. It. I can only imagine like how she personally feel. Right. But I, I mean, I don't know. It's hard. It's, it's hard. It's kind of like a tricky place because I really like don't really invest myself in like celebrity celebrity yeah. shit because I always feel like they're trying to like sell me something it's like this over dramatic like right. stuff yeah you know? I, I I appreciate that you're taking a neutral stance and because I we think don't maybe know. right yeah we don't know nobody but knows I when when I try to like argue my point I'm just like why is it always when when there's a dispute between a man and a woman it's always, oh, well, what did you do? Or, well, you said this. Or it's like we always try to find a way to poke holes in their story. But if it's a dispute between two men, it's like you automatically believe a dude. If he if he beat you up or he suck up on you, whatever, y'all automatically believe it. When it's a woman, it's like, oh, but you said this first, but you did this first. And it just shows a bigger trend of, you know, when there's violence against black women, it's not always, you know, taken seriously. It's like, oh, well, what did you do? Did you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's always some type of questioning, some type of disbelief. Like, we need we need the facts in order to believe you. Like, we need everything. We need you to, you know, it, it's, it's, it's disheartening because on the, on the opposite end, I'm on that end as a therapist where I'm listening to, and not saying this is Meg Thee Stallion, but I'm just saying in general with violence against women or abuse against women, I'm on the opposite side listening to how women don't even want to report stuff because they know they're not going to get believed. Right. And that's the part that sucks for me because I'm sitting there like trying to teach them therapeutic ways to get over trauma, but they really got to look at their abuser everywhere that they go. Right. They don't have no protection from their abuser. Um, and... It's just disheartening to me because it's like, why do we always have to question? Like, I've had, ah, man, I I don't want to go into specifics, but I've had, like, people in positions of power when I go with a client to report a crime or to report uh, sexual abuse, and they're like, well, did she text him back? Did she do this? Like, questioning the victim of, of said abuse and I'm like, are you for real? And I'm talking about other women, too. Because it's not just a man-woman thing. Right. It's other women that will sit there and try to poke holes in a victim's story to try to place blame on them. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? 
are you fucking kidding me? So maybe that's why I get so mad because maybe I'm not thinking about Meg the Stallion per se, but I'm thinking about the trend of how millions of women don't get hurt or they don't get protected because we don't want to take it seriously until somebody is dead and in the ground. Right. I, th- I think, I think within that, like, like this is such a, 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 a topic, like a gentle topic to talk about mm-hmm. because I have women in my family who've definitely dealt with like domestic violence situation and right. they're like violence on women or anyone isn't, Fine, but we're talking about women specifically. You know, even last episode, how we were championing Woman King. How right. Viola Davis wanted to show what a, a woman who make decisions, who get shit done, what that can look like reflected. And we even talked about how a lot of women aren't hurt. When I'm thinking about this situation specifically, like I said, I'm taking a neutral stance. Mm-hmm. But what's amplifying the situation is everyone picking the side. It's everyone mm. saying, I'm team this person. And who's going to be the loudest person all leading up to the trial. Right. So, like, that's what I think about when I think about that situation. And even when it comes to, I don't think it's okay to not hear out a victim. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's okay to not hold space for a victim because clearly they're reporting for a reason. But at the same time, at the same time, there's times where you just have to hold space but also see what reveals themselves. So just how you're picking a side because of what you deal with personally Things like that. Well, yeah, professionally. Professionally, yeah. personally. Yeah. In the same breath, like, I've dealt with situations that at no point am I trying to, like, shrink anything that you're saying or combat mm-hmm. it or anything. I just want to also give another perspective of someone who's worked in res life on different colleges, and there were women who reported things of abuse that came out to be false later on, mm-hmm. and they said they did that out of spite, out of pettiness or whatever, trying to get back. So a lot of times when dudes are responding to situations like that or people, they're Mm -hmm. usually coming from their own personal experience because your experience is what you're going to communicate. Right. So the same in the same breath, the woman who's champion Meg Thee Stallion because they feel like women's voices aren't always as heard and things like that, which none of us cannot. We could talk about the women's movement, feminists, everything like that. There's another breath on the other side of the table that talks about I've been a solid dude my whole life. I was just out at a party. And a woman called the cops on me because of this situation. And I had to get locked up for three years because I was in trial the whole time. So people are just coming from like jaded. There's right. a bunch of like jaded response, combating jaded response. So let me ask you this. If if the man has a history of violent behavior, do you believe the woman more in that in that case? Um, Or abusive behavior in, in the past? Do if, you believe the woman more? If a dude has a... You talking about someone I know personally, or somebody I'm looking at on TV. If you talking about okay, if it's I some, mean, I'm talking about personal, and I'm talking about Tory because I know that he's had run-ins with the law multiple times, been in multiple fights with other people. Like it's known that he has, you know, problems with his temper. So is it above him to, you know, play around like? play around with the gun, trying to threaten and accidentally it goes off. You get what I'm saying? Like, I get what you're saying, but in the same breath, yeah. us not knowing these celebrities, you could say, is it above uh, Megan freaking saying that mm-hmm. or just probably like not knowing where it came from? You mm-hmm. know, mind you, I'm not picking anyone's right. side. I'm saying there's always something like, if this scenario, what about this scenario? It's like, you're, it's all depends how you choose to perceive a situation. That's why I don't get involved right. because again, we don't, none of us was there. None of us was there. So as more evidence comes out, I think that's when you can make the most sound decision. But if you're just talking about 
basing off everything off of people's past or different things like that. To me, that can go as deep as even colorism or how sometimes the law responds to us as black people. Mm. Because if you just compartmentalizing based off of behavior, you can say everyone from this marginalized community responds this way. Mm-hmm. Look at the stats. They have over a thousand murders, rates or a hundred, whatever in a year. And you're from that say, okay, cool. I'm going to treat you as such. If a person has a past, that doesn't mean they can't still respond to a, a current situation in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. So again, you can look at things in completely different. I'm not team Tory. I'm not team Megan. I'm just, I don't think violence is cool on any level. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, I, you, you shouldn't respond with violence and, yeah, I'm I'm really interested just to see when the, when the trial happens and when the facts come out. What are people going to say? Cuz I feel like well, I feel like everybody who's like team Tory right now and saying like, "No, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. He didn't do it." If the evidence comes out that he did or it was accident he did, I don't think they're going to apologize to make the stallion. You know what I'm saying? They're just not right. going to say nothing. Right. And it's just like, "Okay. Okay. I get it." I get it. I get it. But yeah, maybe once the facts come out, we'll know what's really going on. The truth will reveal itself. Right. Everything that's done in the dark will come to light. Yes. Okay. Um. All right. Another, well, on a lighter note, <laughs> a funny story that I saw on Shade Room was this girl who went on a date with a nice young man okay. and they were going to the movies. Okay. And this young man decided to stop at Dollar Tree. Smart dude. And the woman didn't like that. So what'd she do? She she called an Uber and left homie in the Dollar Tree for <laughs> getting snacks at Dollar Tree before going to the movies. Yo. And I literally commented on that. I was like, y'all, y'all asking for too much. Yo. Like, I, I, I just I just visioned the dude walking out of Dollar Tree with his Twizzlers in his hand like, Sarah, Sarah, are you in the parking lot <laughs> with Twizzlers and popcorn? Right. With his freaking gray Dollar Tree bag with their long receipt. Yeah, like that's just M and M's and fucking whoppers. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to, like I'm trying to picture because you know I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Like everybody just, don't need the benefit. Everybody of the doubt. really don't. Because I'm thinking this man is smart. He's being efficient. Literally, some of the same candy that's in Dollar Tree is at the movies for triple the price. And he's literally getting the same thing that he would get at the movie theater, but just getting it at Dollar Tree. And he could get you more stuff. I blame y'all. <laughs> you know why I, I blame y'all? How? I blame y'all for blasting the music so loud. Broke niggas this, if a nigga can't, boom, boom, boom. I blame y'all because here you have. You have a dude who's thoughtful. He's proactive. Hey, I know they trying to tax in there. You feel me? Whatever like that. This woman has believed in her head that that is below her, beneath her. It's beneath mm-hmm. her for a dude to be proactive and freaking efficient. So I'm, I'm joking as far as like blaming y'all. No, no. I, but I it's get cult- what you're it's, saying. It's there is a culture, thing. especially like with rap. Well, women who rap. Entertainment. It's, is, it's is entertainment. A, it's just like if if he can't afford it, then he can't have it type of thing. Why There's, would you invite me on a date to the movies if you can't even afford the? Who's to say he couldn't afford the right. popcorn? Maybe he just is a budgeter and, you know, knew that it was going to be this price. But I, that was funny to me. That could have been just, a test, though. He could have been doing testing there. 
Oh, yeah. He was like, and, Let he, me see. and he found out exactly who she really was. Right. Drove off in the test. Like, skirt, skirt. Like, out of here. Yeah, that's, that's. Take your Uber, on, Uber back to the freaking slums where you come from. Come on, y'all. Like, it's never that serious. Just because he won't buy you the movie theater popcorn or the movie theater Skittles that's fucking $10 for a little box of Skittles. Like, come on. But you know what? All right, just to give the girl some bail, because it's kind of funny. Can you imagine, right? He trying to to sneak the snacks in. He trying not to move, because he got M&Ms under his underarms. He trying not to move. So then when he go to pay for it, he pull out the free movie tickets and get and spend nothing on the day. I ain't mad at her for catching the Uber. <laughs> but I, I think we no, kind of talked funny. about this in the last episode. Like, should should men be in a in a certain financial space to even date, or <sighs> does it matter? I think it's in. You know what? I so okay okay. So, broke beans in between blessing beans says no. Like, no, like, you shouldn't have to. Because you know what? In all the movies and things like that, a lot of times, not all the times, but sometimes you see, like, the woman, like, building dude up, whatever. Mm -hmm. Not all the times, just sometimes, right? Boom, boom. Give him all the resources and things like that. And eventually, whatever. But... I think this again, like the space that I'm in now, I understand the importance of like credit and the importance of just like stability, the importance of Maslow's hierarchy and these like having your bottom row mm-hmm. because you trying to focus on all this other lovey dovey stuff, but on the back end, things ain't even going well. So I think before partnership, people should just focus on like what solitude, I mean, what evolution or liberation looks like while they're in solitude right because a lot of times when you go to people you look for them to fill in gaps or pick up the slack where you're lacking in a certain area as opposed to kind of coming to a situation somewhat i don't even know if whole is like a real thing people use that word i'm whole i'm whole but i think we're always constantly evolving i think it's kind of it's kind of hard because finances aren't every aren't everything. Yeah, they're not everything, but I think it's more about you feeling secure enough to go on this date. Like, in, in quality of life, it, I think it all depends what people are looking for. If people can be on the same page, like let's say you in between blessings, you communicate that, or you share that with right, a person just or whatever like that, and they're cool with that, and y'all can kind of help each other. However, who pouring into the pot, cool. But I think I don't know, like. I'm I'm viewing the world a lot different now when yeah. I think about like the legacy that I'm personally trying to leave and what I want what I would communicate to like my younger cousins and play, like like I would want them to focus on like really building themselves up. I would right. want them to before focus on like those soft skills yeah. and different things like that before they trying to take a girl on a date before they potentially put something in their savings account or mm. take someone out or whatever, like that—that's the yeah. least like I'm thinking about it. I—I I, I mean, obviously everybody is different, but not all women are super concerned with money like that, like that. I know, I've been on that end where I've dated people who are not financially, you know, where I am, and it's not really a problem until they make it a problem. 
until they say like oh, I don't want to go you got or, oh, I don't want to I'm like oh it's okay like I got you no nah, I can't let you do that but I, that's what I'm saying you say it's not a problem until they make it a problem go. what do want a, a girl to keep taking him, him out every time I mean not I'm not going oh, okay I'm not just tricking out here okay <laughs> don't, say, don't do that L- LCSW I mean I I'm not you. just tricking out here <laughs> I'm just saying like if he's paid for the first couple of dates and I have the money and I want to go out with him and I want to spend time with him. I don't mind buying you food that equals $50 for the both of us. That's not that's not a problem to me. But his, you know what it is? It be ego. Yeah. It be ego more than anything. A lot of people don't know how to deal with their ego, so they definitely don't know how to coexist with someone who they may be trying to court. Mm. I think in the grand scheme of things, this is how the ego works a lot of times with dudes. It's kind of like, damn, like I'm in between blessings, but I still want to, you know... Still being like some chick face, you know what I mean? I, I'm in between blessings, but, you know, I still want to be alone. I, I, I don't want to be alone <laughs> right. at the same time. Is there a way for both of them to coexist? But even when it comes to, there's a dude who's probably making, let's say, 10000 a year, who's probably one of the happiest people on earth because he's found a way to make that make sense. And if a woman wants to insert herself into that or whatever, then they would still have to make it make sense. But understand that she would also be trying to mesh with his quality of life. Mm. A lot of people have false perceptions of their quality of life. Mm. It's like, okay, you you want a girl not saying money is everything, but if you're going to feel a way that you can't take me somewhere, then that's something you got to deal with in yourself. That has nothing to do with me. You said it. You, you know said what I mean? exactly what I'm thinking. So, so, but but <laughs> but it's situations like that uh-huh. where dudes will be like, okay, she's attractive. Um. I want to do something with her, but I don't know. And it's like this constant tug of war that the nigga's having with his ego and that right. he's not communicating with you. Right. So it's not everything. There's been success stories with people who've had less or whatever made it work. But outside ain't getting no cheaper. Outside. So if you want to breathe outside, that's going to cost you at least $20. Right. It costs $20 to breathe now. Go outside, spend $200. Like, what did I do? I didn't even do anything today. But, yeah, since we're on the topic of dating, the title of today's show is Dating PTSD. I can't go and for I know that. that's no, not, why? that's not politically correct or whatever term or whatever, but I just made it up, okay? Dating PTSD, that's a bar, by the way. When you text that, I was like, ooh, okay. Man, because... What do you mean by dating the, PTSD? At the live show. Okay. I talked about why I started this podcast, and that's because I went to therapy. Right. Myself. And I said, the reason why I went to therapy is because of my last relationship. Mm. And let me tell you all something, because I make sure you're talking to the talking to the mic. I've been ever since I started this show. I've been battling telling this story in its entirety because I I care about, you know, I I don't want to out people. Okay, I don't want to out people. Oh yeah, it's it's gonna oh yeah, oh yeah, it's gonna go there. I don't wanna out people, but when I saw that this person had no respect for me, then that's when I was just like, nah, this story needs to be told because boom, 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 boom. because it's just like I'm not gonna you know, I'm not gonna try to protect you when you're not protecting me at all. Right. Why? What 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 loyalty do I owe to you now? Because before this second part of the story happened, I was just like, you know what? I'm not going out of them. Like, that's not cool. Like, I'm not petty like that. I'm not I'm not that type of person. I'm going a, I'm to a forgive him and move on with my life. 
but this is probably the most traumatic dating experience I ever had. And that's with my ex um, that I was with for almost three, no, almost four years. Almost four years. I'm thinking this is going to be my husband. Okay. He he told me, I, I'm, I'm going to make you my wife one day. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I got, you know, when you, when you, when you grow up with parents who's who've been together since high school, you automatically think, oh yeah, my life will go like that too. Right. Like, yeah, I'm gonna find my high school sweetheart, my college sweetheart, whatever. We're gonna get married, we're gonna have kids, it's gonna be this, this, and this. Oh boy, was I wrong. But I'm glad, I'm glad that it's it might sound weird, but I'm glad that it happened because it it, it opened my eyes to a lot. You know, like sometimes you you said the the Disney, what is it called? Disney trauma. Disney trauma, where we think that the Prince Charming is going to come find us and we're going to live happily ever after. That bubble was popped when this situation happened. So, let me clench okay. my fucking Yeah, pearls. let's, let's, I got to straighten up. Jesus. Um, and all my close friends and family already know this story, so this is not, this is only new to the listeners. Um, but yeah, I was in a relationship, really loved this guy and really thought, okay, this is going to be my husband. I saw us staying together. Um, I would say at the top of this, the year that we broke up, I'm not going to say when, cause okay. everybody's going to figure it out. But at that top of that year, I started realizing some distance, right? Okay. And it started on Valentine's day when he deleted all of the pictures of me off of his Instagram. Okay. Um, all the pictures of me off of his Instagram, and I was just like, hmm, that's weird. Like, you're the one that's more so, you know, like to show the relationship online, on social media. So it was just weird that he did that. You know, we got into a fight about it, whatever. But when I um, graduated uh, grad school, I was just like, this ain't working. Like, I just knew something wasn't right, something was off. I was putting in all the effort, and I broke up with him. And then... Like, an idiot. I tried to get back with him, like, maybe two weeks later, right? And I come back home to Cali, and I'm like, no, I'm going to make this work because this is supposed to be my husband. Like, we could work through this because nothing bad had happened to that point. And I was just like, maybe he just needs time to get his life together, whatever. And, uh, yeah, we have a conversation, and he's just like, "I, I don't think we should be together. And I'm like, what? Like, you was just sad that we broke up. You was just saying, like, don't do this to you. I just, I don't think we should be together. And, I, you know, I got to know why. I got to push for the why. I'm like, why? I don't understand. You was telling me uh, five months ago that you uh, you wanted me to be your wife. You see me as your wife. So what are you talking about? And he just starts shaking. I'm like, why is he shaking? Like, what's going on? I'm like, just tell me the truth. I say, I know you're not telling me something. Just tell me the truth. And he looks at me. In my eyes and says, Nia, I'm bisexual. <gasps> Dead in the eye. That was the first time I ever had a panic attack when he told me that. I started shaking. I started tearing up. I, my heart rate was going crazy. And I was just like, what? What are you talking about? How could you tell this to me? Da, 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 da. So I was like, so you don't want to be together? You want to be with a man? Is that what you're trying to tell me? He's like, no, no, I love you, I love you. And da, 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 da. I was like, what? And I really, I couldn't even finish that conversation. I was just like, we 
we got to talk about this later because I just need some time. I need some time. And it's like when you fall in love with somebody, you think this is going to be your husband. It's like what? My world was shattered. My whole, you know, everything was shattered. And I'm like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I couldn't shake it. I couldn't shake it. I was thinking like, you know, Nia, be be progressive. Like everybody's this now. Like maybe we could try to work. I was like, I couldn't shake it. I couldn't shake it. I was just like, yeah, no, yeah, no. And and the reason why that I've never told this story is because a lot of people are like, you know, it's wrong to out somebody when they're not ready to come out. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. So I never, you know, had said anything. It's been two seasons where like what almost forty episodes in, I've never said anything about it, and um. Then there's last year <laughs> when I come across a Twitter page for a um, adult entertainer. Huh. Guess who that adult entertainer was? No, don't tell me. <laughs> I won't. I won't tell you. Y'all can figure it out. Y'all can put the dots together. I don't have to say it. Um, oh, no. So there's an adult entertainment okay. page. Okay. This is when OnlyFans was popping off. Go, just go, just go, just go, just right? go. Yeah, what the? And I was like, wow, I really feel sad for him. Like, he's really stooped to this level where he's basically, you know, selling his body on the internet. And no no knock to anybody that uses OnlyFans because I don't want people to say, oh, well, I right. can do whatever I want with my body. You Support do what you want to do, right? And I didn't have a problem with it. I was just like, this is his life. Like, I'm not with him no more. I don't care. But guess what I saw on that Twitter page? It's a video. Of <laughs> who do you think was in the video? Not just him. Me. He put it on. He, he put it on Twitter. And OnlyFans. So, when y'all want to send me stuff saying not to out people. Was he thinking about me when he put me on the internet for the world to see? Mm, no. Right? So, yeah, I say all this because what does that do to a person when the person you thought you loved and cherished and said, I'm going to make you my wife one day to putting me on, on online exposed? You get what I'm saying? This is real dating PTSD. So when I'm saying I'm tired of niggas, this is why I say this. You know what's crazy? When you... There's so much. There's so much that just was had. I just like... <laughs> I, I'm going to give y'all a minute. When you say... I'm going to give y'all a minute to register that story in y'all mind. This is my first time telling this story. And I'm not telling this story to out anybody. I'm not telling this story to make fun or make light of anything. I'm telling this story because I know it's other girls that have been through this. I know it's other girls that have been through this. People have come to me and tell and told me that they've been through similar situations where, you know, they have the revenge porn thing in California now. And so... What's that? Revenge porn is basically when somebody you used to date Oh, Post, they, is uh, that like a law uh, where you can? Yeah, you can, you can, you can press charges for that. Yeah, you can press charges for that, but it's very hard to, because I definitely tried to do it. But yeah, it's very hard to do that. But yeah, you can press charges if you've broken up with somebody and they keep videos of you past. You know, this is two years after we had broken up that this video is still 
on the internet. This is last year when I found out all of this stuff. So when you first sent dating PTSD, when you first sent dating PTSD, I thought like dating PTSD, like you're dating PTSD. I didn't know like the PTSD that you acquire from dating. I thought it was like I'm dating people because you can look at it from both right. angles. And sheesh, hey waiter, yeah, can I uh, say yo? But I didn't know it was this layer. This is layered like a freaking cake, like a yeah. It, it's very onion. layered, but that's the whole reason why I started going to therapy because I felt like a failure. Mm. You know. I felt like, how did you not know that this man was into other men? How did you not see that? How did you, how do you call yourself a mental health professional, but you couldn't figure out that this man was on the DL and basically using you as a cover, as a broad to, um, to get people off of his tracks. And, you know, the most like really hurtful thing was like, when I start telling people, my friends or people that I went to school with, oh, yeah, I heard, I heard a rumor about that. You heard a rumor? You didn't tell me? I heard about that, but, you know, I didn't want to say anything because you guys were just so in love and I just did What? That stuff is so, more common than I, I guess I even, because I've never even really did put any extra energy towards, like, the possibility that dudes really be on the down low. We've probably made like some jokes or something, Mm -hmm. but like to really see it in real time, like, no, there's really dudes out here who do have girlfriends to (laughs) throw off the hounds. Right. Exactly. Exactly. How, how, okay. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So after finding out that information, Mm -hmm. Going to therapy, starting a podcast, trying to get into the mind, because I think that was very healthy, healthy approach of you, like finding healthy ways to respond to it. Mm-hmm. How's your mental health like today? Like when you think about, because I know there were times and I'm sure you still get triggered thinking about the situation, but how are you like in this present moment with that still being a part of like your experience? Well, in order to tell how I am today, I have to start from how how I first started acting after I found this out. Okay. And I used to make jokes about it. I didn't, like, cry about it or anything at first, initially. Talking about the first couple months after I found out and we broke up, I used to, like, make fun of it to my friends. And they'd be like, you okay? I'd be like, oh. Defense mechanism. Right. Defense mechanism. I think I had put a wall up. Because I didn't want to go there. Right. You get what I'm saying? Because I knew if if I stop making these jokes, I'm going to burst into tears. Right. Right? So I, I was making fun of it a lot and just, you know, making light of it. Um, I hadn't told my parents at that time, um, and they loved him. My dad would be like, oh, yeah, Nia, how's, how's so-and-so? How's so-and-so? How's so-and-so? I'm like, Jeez. please stop asking me about this man. Eventually, I had to tell my parents. Um, but yeah, so at first it was more so let's laugh it off. Like, this is funny. This is funny. This, this is a great joke, right? It wasn't until I realized my dating PTSD when I started to date again after. And of course, sometimes what we do is 
oh, let me just go to the next person that liked me. Right. Even though you know damn well you wasn't ready to date Nia. Right. Two months later, three months later, you dating somebody else. You know you wasn't ready. Right. And the guy that I was dating was the one that realized that he was like, you're not okay. You don't even like being touched. You don't even like holding hands. Like, you don't like any type of affection. You don't. And I was just like, dang, I'm not really like that when I'm dating. So I don't know why I'm acting like this. He was like, you, you need, I think that you should get some help. And at first I was just like, you're tripping. Like, you're just, you're just too thirsty and you, you want to be on me. I, I was so defensive. I was so mad. Cause I was just like, don't tell me, like, I would know if I needed help, right. you know, cause I'm, I'm a therapist. Like I would know if I needed help. Like, what are you talking about? So it was like a lot of anger at first. And then after we after I stopped dating him, well, he stopped dating me because he was just like, you're... <laughs> Got a blast. <laughs> right. He, <laughs> he was like, you yeah, going it, but, you're uh... going through it and you don't even want to acknowledge it, so I'm out. Which I don't blame him for that. Um, Shout but, out to that king. <laughs> yeah, later on, maybe like two months later, I started really feeling depressed and I was just like, oh, he was right. He was right. And that's when I made the call to get a therapist. And... Through that, I think I had gotten to a point where I was like, you know what? I forgive him because he's struggling with his own internal battles, right? And I was really, I was getting to a good place. I had been in therapy for a year. I started the podcast. That was helping me with a lot of the emotions that I had going on. But then last year, he threw that curveball with the OnlyFans. And I thought I was done healing. I said, oh, no, you're not done No, but honestly, like, that's some that's some fucked up shit. Like, even if you are in a good place, like, no one, you can't, you can't no really one prepares for, for that. that. You can't prepare you for can't some prepare shit like that. that. Oh, my. Yeah, And it's nah. just like, it's like all those feelings just came back. Like, just, you know, blaming myself. What should I have done differently? How could he do this to me? Like, how could you say you love somebody and then turn around and do this and like oh I'll let him have it did he, at least, did he communicate did he it. respond to you yeah mm. we we had plenty of conversations so no nah, I'm I don't even know if I want to ask but I just ask. no I we being transparent here right I can't I can't encourage people to go to therapy or be in touch with their emotions if I can't even answer the tough questions so come on did he break you off any bread from the OnlyFans? <laughs> what you think? I don't know. You no, told me he didn't ask. break me off no bread. You told me to ask. I'm like, I mean, if it's not them, like if he making a killing, you, know I mean? you ain't right. No, you told me that. I didn't want to ask. You told me to ask. Okay, yeah, yeah. He no, he never, he never gave me any compensation. No, no, he did not give me any compensation. But it was, it was just like. He had multiple people on there. And I'm like, I wonder do they know that they're on there? That was my How did how did you did somebody send it to you? Somebody sent it to me. Oh. One of my friends sent it to me, said, Oh, whatchamacallit is a is an adult entertainer now on OnlyFans. This is the link to his Twitter. I'm looking through it like, uh, oh, this is disgusting. Whatever. And I sent it to another one of my friends and she was like, I think you need to go back and look at that. I'm like, what? She was like, I'm pretty sure that that's you. 
And I said, nah, 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 nah. We broke up two years ago. Like, can't be me. Like, maybe it's another girl, dark-skinned girl, whatever. She was like, no, but I remember your sheets from college. <sighs> Went back, boom. Well, uh, today, y'all, today has been a good episode. This is, like, this, I'm telling y'all what really happened. That's how I found out I was on there. I was on there, and yeah, it, it was it was a it was a lot of drama after that, cause yeah, it. it <laughs> well, I I I ended up y'all just <laughs> y'all reactions are <laughs> on the uh, <laughs> you ended up what before I say what I'm saying you ended up what I ended up having to talk to his mama about it. Okay, yeah, go to the source. <laughs> because I'm like, okay, they not they basically they telling me that since he deleted all the footage, like I can't press no charges because we need actual. Oh, so he took it down. He took it down. Okay. He took it down. Um, but I was just like, I don't. I'm still not sure. Like, what's he could take it down and put it back up tomorrow? So I needed like some type of confirmation that who is going to make sure that this is gone. And I knew his mama loved me. I knew his mama loved me, and I texted her. I said, because, you know, when you text somebody and they're blocked, you could send texts, but their texts don't come back. So he was blocked on my phone. I'm sending him all these texts. He's not responding because I'm like, you need to send me proof that you deleted everything. You need to send me proof, blah, 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 blah. He's not responding. I was like, oh, you don't want to respond? This is at the time I didn't know that, you know, he was blocked, so he wasn't. But I didn't know at that time. So I'm like, you don't want to respond? All right, sending this to your mama. Boom. And mama mama handled it. Mama handled it. Cause she she had my back in that. And that that part of it made me feel like, okay, somebody has my back in this situation. But um yeah. Wow, I felt so good to to finally talk about this. It's been three something years, something like that, almost four. Maybe four years. Yo. Maybe four years. But uh yeah, yeah. I was going through it. I was going through it, going through it, and everybody is always, like, so attracted to, like, my bubbly personality and just being friendly with everybody, but you just never know what people are going through. What people are carrying. You never know what people are carrying. You you have to be mindful, but... The audacity of him. That's all I can say. The audacity... The audacity of this guy. And and that when I when I say dating PTSD, I'm talking about the after effects. Not even wanting to deal with men at all because I'm just like, no man could be trusted. <sighs> those are those automatic negative thoughts that you get after being violated back to back, literally. <laughs> like, come on. No man could be trusted. I, I I didn't even feel like I'm I feel like I still feel like I'm like I don't even know if I'm gonna get married anymore. Uh just my whole views on like I used to idolize marriage. I used to idolize that that perfect ending, that happy ending, and yeah, it just it, everything was shattered. Everything was shattered. But Fiends, you gotta say something. I'm sorry. I don't know what to say. I don't know. I've never you heard no shit like this before. Bro. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm like, you um, gotta say something. Yeah, so well I'm I'm happy again. I'm happy to hear that you found healthy ways to transition from this devastation. This mm-hmm. this is this is violence 
emotional violence that you right. experienced. Yeah. Emotion- well, I didn't even answer your question. Your question was, how do I feel today? Remember? Yes. Yeah. So how do I feel today is just, I feel that with with bad things, sometimes good things come out of it. A lot of times. A lot of times good things come out of it. So being able to work through that in therapy and also really working through it through this podcast. Like this podcast wouldn't be a podcast if I never went through that situation. True. Because I was never like into mental health like that before it was about me. Right. You know Damn, that's a bar. Too free. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't have to you don't have to pretend. Be who what you want to be. I have no word. It's, have, it's, it's a it's very fluent now. Right, exactly. Really I have nothing against that community. I really don't like. I can't, you know, look at that community differently just it's, because of what he did. It's the deception, that, right? It's the deception. Tell me who you are from the jump. You knew that you you were this way when you asked me to be your girlfriend. Do we? We could have just been talking. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have to take it to the next step. You decided that. You brought me into your mess. And now, you know, I have to deal with the aftermath and you get to be in love. You know what I'm saying? So I think in this moment, in this moment of reflection, you just said something that stood out to me. You know, and I'm no, I'm just an average guy, Mm -hmm. you know. But you said, he gets to be in love after y'all situation. I think now what you have been to have to continue to do is choose to be in love with yourself mm. and keep leaning heavy into that. So it's like love can still and will still happen, but you have to like choose it. Mm. You have to really keep choosing it for yourself and keep leaning into that. Even if situations don't always seem like they make sense even when patterns repeat themselves, it's more so how you respond to that. So if you noticing like, dang, I keep attracting the same type of like dude or whatever, like people's intentions are like, how can I do better with this? Like next time mm-hmm. while also not being 100% shut off. So it is like a tricky ass world that we all live in. But I think what you say, man, he gets to be in love. But I think it's just how you perceive it. Mm-hmm. He'll do whatever him and his lover decides to do, but that doesn't mean love can still exist in yours. You just have to fully choose it, embrace it, even if that is 100% just like in solitude right now. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have to choose it, like wholeheartedly, though. Yeah. Beans is my therapist. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you got to choose it. You got to choose it wholeheartedly, yo. It's just like that situation, man, I'm not usually one to be lost for words, you but, really aren't, and I'm really shocked right now because I'm like, I, I you think, have nothing I, to ask me. No, but. because it's it's not it's not surprising to me about like dudes coming out the closet or whatever. Right. That's not surprising to me. But I think it was just the <laughs> if you thought that was crazy, just wait till you see my next trick. I'm not only going to come out the closet. I'm also going to show the world. If, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's just yeah, tricky. It's, it's, it's tricky, very but... tricky. Um, I think the hardest part for me has been learning to forgive and what that really means and understanding that forgiveness is not always for the other person. Sometimes for it's for you. And choosing to let go of that anger and resentment so that it doesn't weigh me down. Because 
It could have. And it did at some point weigh me down a lot to the point where I don't even want to, I don't even want to be intimate with nobody because I'm like, are you recording me? Are you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I that's what I'm saying. Dating PTSD. <laughs> like these are the after effects of that. But, um, I, 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 I am in the process. I, I won't say I've completely forgiven him for everything, but I feel like I'm in the process of learning to let that go. And when people bring it up to me, it's either hit or miss. Like sometimes I'd be like, they say it and I'd be like, okay, whatever. But maybe sometimes I'll see something and it's like, dang, that did happen to me. Dang, that took me back to where I was at that time. But I definitely feel like mentally, emotionally, I'm doing a lot better than where I was three years ago when it first happened. Um, and, you know, I'm on the road to forgiveness. I'm on the road to forgiveness. Forgiveness for yourself. Right. right. Forgiveness and for you. That's the biggest part, too. I had to forgive myself sure. and stop think, blaming I, myself. I think that 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 is the part because right. a lot of times we hold ourselves to a certain standard of how we know we should respond in a situation. Right. Like we should have known. I, I should have knew this was going on. And we put so much pressure on ourselves, but we kind of battling deception. Mm-hmm. We can't fault ourselves for things that we didn't know. Right. And literally be like. My therapist said those exact words. <laughs> yeah, we can't. Don't, come on, man. <laughs> my credentials might just say CB for Chef Beans. But it's about to be CD, SW, SWV. Whatever it is. But yeah, you you can't you can't you can't be mad at yourself for what you didn't know. You have to learn to forgive yourself and know. Like you're not gonna some people are really good at deceiving and being deceitful. So maybe they knew they were hiding it from you. They They got a master's in manipulation. Exactly. So you Mm -hmm. have to learn to forgive yourself. And that it still goes into what we're talking about. When you go through any type of trauma, whether it's um physical like gun violence or whatever um even emotional you you all it's always self-blame that's that is a common reaction of trauma self-blame what did i do to get myself in a situation exactly how did i, I should have did this what so this person wouldn't have gotten hurt exactly exactly so yeah i had to learn to forgive myself i mean yeah forgive myself and i'm still in the process of forgiving this young man <laughs> um but beans you, you don't have any any dating stories? No, nothing. Oh no, no, no definitely. <laughs> I'm like, I know, no. I, I took up most of the time of the episode. No, but, uh, no, definitely. I'm happy that you know space was held for that. Mm-hmm. Um, sheesh. Sorry, I need to go get a pack of smokes. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> dating PTSD. I think dating PTSD started with me since we being vulnerable. I think dating PTSD started with me with like. Early on, my relationship with my parents. Mm. And I say that because I lived most of my life growing up with my dad and my stepmom. My mom lived in another part of New Jersey. And I think, how do I say this? I'm trying to, you know what I mean? Just trying to like, just like word it properly. But I think the relationship that I had with my mother was never really like, created it was just kind of like something like saw each other like in passing because my parents had me at like a very young age Mm -hmm. so here i am it's like we kind of grew up with each other Mm. and i I think like within that a lot of people's first place where they learned how to love is in the household but i feel like we were all learning it at the same time while 
sometimes your parents are repeating things that they might have saw when they were growing up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So within that, I, like I, as I transition into an adult, I think the lovey-dovey side of beans that I got mainly came from like music. It's like, what did I was freaking Donnell Jones or somebody Carl Thomas singing about something? <laughs> I'm like, oh, like that seems like mad cool, but also just like failing myself forward. So the PTSD to me when it comes to dating, I think it was just like trial and error. Trial and error, but also the my ego not wanting me to ever look like I got mustard on my shirt. Like I was never to blame. Mm. So when like, were, I lack, when you started dating, yeah, like I gotcha. like lacked accountability for like I think everything. Like I, the first time I lied when I was a kid, and I got away with it, I think I kind of got a good taste of like manipulation. Like I can mm. manipulate the situation right. to be whatever I wanted to be. Still good intentions, but at the end of the day, I'll say whatever I need to say to kind of curate this environment or the situation to be whatever I wanted to be. And it's not in, until. I, in my last relationship, I got caught cheating. Like, it got real messy. Like, I was, like, uh, mm. messing with somebody who worked at the... Like, it got messy. Just okay. know it got real, <laughs> real messy. But I say that to say, that was the first time I felt like I couldn't really manipulate, like, a situation. Like, I'm usually just, like, talking myself out of every situation. Oh, no, that didn't happen. This happened. Whatever, like that. But I think the first time I was really put in a situation that I couldn't really manipulate, that's when my ego was really checked. So it's honestly PTSD that I put there, though. Oh, I mean, that's both yeah. sides. Yeah. We, we, we always got opposite For sides her. of it. I placed it there. Like, a There's lot of situations, to a coin, okay? you could get to the root of, oh, my gosh, I never saw this, or I was so, you know what niggas say when they right, get caught cheating. Exactly. Like, I was I, I had every line in the book. But I think also it's the, um, just taking accountability. Just being like, okay, and like regardless of whatever type of upbringing you had or mm-hmm. whatever like that, we still make decisions like as an adult. So, yeah, and I think I just kind of like kept going from there and just like being okay with like operating in the space of like, I ain't going to take accountability for something if I don't got to. So I think that's where a lot of niggas like, like staying in that gray space. Mm, they like staying yeah. in that gray space because it's kind of like, ah, I can kind of do what I want. Well, so you're but, saying you are you saying you still do that? Or no, you're no, you no, grew, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. I'm like, just no. want to be clear. No, 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 no. I'm just saying it's just like it's just an interesting like take like PTSD and dating like you never know where the root of it comes from, but you're responsible for I guess that root based off of how you choose to respond in your present moment. Like you can't right. keep blaming relationships with. Oh, my parents, my dad was never there. So that's why I don't got a relationship with men like that. Or my mom was this type of person. Like You can't really like fault or put that that at fault. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like get to know yourself so you know how to respond and communicate. And if you're just going to be like an ain't shit nigga or chick, like communicate that. If if you're that bold. Right, exactly. Because one thing about karma, karma does not miss a beat. It comes back around, okay? And... One thing that stood out to me, what you just said, is like being mindful. So you're on the side of being mindful of how you, you know, traumatize some of these women and how you can change and be accountable. But me, what I had to be mindful of is, are you really ready to start dating? Because you're, I'm mindful that I still have all these, you know, side effects 
from this previous thing. Be mindful that you're not ready. Be mindful that you still have all these PTSD symptoms and you need help. And and that's what really pushed me to go to therapy. So that's why I always say to people like, do some type of mindfulness, do some type of therapeutic activity. Do some if you don't want to go to therapy, you know, journal something. Like you need to be mindful of what's going on within you so that you can live the rest of your life. You don't want to go through your the rest of your life worrying about this one situation and thinking about that all the time. So yeah, be mindful. Communicate intentions. Communicate intentions. Be, be in, like living your truth. Living your truth. <laughs> Please live in your truth, and tell people what they're getting into when they, you know, are interested in you. Because there's some people out there that might be with it. it wasn't me, but I'm just saying. And you know what? We're going to wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up. We had a heavy episode. Yes. You know, um, not really heavy for me, but it seemed like y'all, yeah, it hit y'all a couple of times. I, I think that, that honestly, like the heaviness just comes more so out of like the old shit. Like, but I'm not surprised. Mm. People who just really do it, it's a sick world we live in. Like, right. So I'm not yeah. surprised. It's just more so like, and you breeze past the situation before a little bit so i didn't know yeah it, i think i told you a little bit of it but that's the that's the full story guys that's the full story so i think it was just like the the, the circle back like you thought that was wild just wait till you see my next trick mm, i think exactly. that was the larger like the whoa but yeah yeah you know it's about being transparent i can't tell people i can't encourage mental health without being transparent about my own mental health so if this is going to help somebody, that's all that really matters to me. That's that's all that really matters to me. And uh, Beans, you got anything coming up for November? Uh, November 27th. Again, like that's when I'm thinking about doing the next Transparency Chapter 4 screening. Well, you know, you came to you came to the ones. You, you already know what the f- <laughs> You already fucking know. You just can't fuck with me. Oh, but um, out, besides that, I know in December I'm gonna be in Jersey for a little bit, gonna go see a play on Broadway to get more inspa. So circle back 2023, renting out this big theater for another sold out situation. Mm. But um, that's 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 what's on the foresight and just about the end of the year, just like just people really about to be sick of me on social media because I got a rollout that's about to just be like, who yet? What about you? You got anything coming up? Uh, I don't have anything coming up, really. Just, you know, support Kid Onyx. And also, the merch should be available by the time this is out. So, yeah. And uh, follow us at double underscore what's good with you on Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube and our Patreon. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yes, subscribe, leave comments, leave yeah, ratings, five yeah, stars, leave all comments. of that. Yeah, leave Tell comments. Tell us your stories. What do you think we'll, about we'll break this. them yeah. down. We'll try to, we can't break down everyone, but we might randomly pull one out of a hat. Like, exactly. leave stories. Tell us your We want to interact with our audience more. Yes. Definitely. definitely. So be on the lookout. So, yeah. Be on the lookout for that. We, you know what I mean? Be here. And, yeah. And it's been another episode of What's Good With You. Peace out. Peace.